Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thinking of starting a podcast? We'll try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another live edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. No Corey today, he's on vacation. So in his place, joining me are good old friends of the show, Dan Galinsky of King James Gospel, as well as Amadou So, also of King James Gospel. Now, as we talked before we went live, I know both of you got a chance to watch last night's game. (laughs) So I'm going to go to you first, Dan. What was your primary takeaway from that loss? I guess Joel Embiid is should be the MVP right now, in my opinion. Um, I guess, in a way, I, I don't want to, like, kill the fro here, but I, I just think it shows the difference of, <laughs> watch it, like, watch what you say. superstar and, like, just other stratosphere level of five that is, like, that unicorn-level guy. And then you have, like, borderline all-star in, in J.A., who's a really good player, uh, Definitely a core piece for us going forward, it looks like. But there's just a different – it's just miles of difference. And to me, I think some of the takeaway, takeaway was, like, Mac, you hit on this before the pod. They definitely missed Lowry in that one, the spacing. But I, I still think I, – I would have liked to have seen the Cavs. We'll see on the bio market. But I still think backup five, to me, would have been a nice it, – it's, it's like a – Minor piece, but it would be nice to have a playable back of five. That's just my opinion. Where's Fionn Duke having Gailey when you need him? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I know. I uh, I tweeted out, you know, I've been tweeting out the past few days about my affinity for bringing back Tristan Thompson if he were to be bought out. But we know, you know, those guys are still under contract. Indiana played him, you know, in their most recent game. So they're not looking like they're going to release him. Ditto for a Larry Nash Jr., who I'd also like to see back in wine and gold. So, I mean, I haven't taken a look at the buyout market or, or at least free agents at the moment at that position specifically. Is there a guy out there who you'd like to see? I'm going to dish this one to you first. <laughs> the buyout market, I have. If it's not Tristan Thompson, because I mm-hmm. feel like that just makes too much sense for the Cavaliers. It, I mean, I don't it know. does. Yeah, Even though people yeah, made honestly, that, that little that. thing with DG, they, they, yeah. they really took that out of proportion. Man, but like that that just one that I feel like makes the most sense because any other big man getting bought out, I don't think has a 
a set place on this team. I feel like at that point, you'd rather play Ed Davis more minutes than looking to someone else. So Tristan that, Thompson's probably my number one. Yeah, that that's like my answer right there alone. It's like anybody that you would add at this point in time would probably not be a rotation piece. It'd probably just be as insurance. Uh, I mean, and you really could consider Ed Davis that at this point because in any time he's on the floor, he's always provided at least a little bit of something, whether it be rebounding, a little bit underrated defense, and they're not playing him long stretches of minutes. It's either at the closeouts of games or when we are severely injured. So Tristan, you know, you'd probably think would fill in the same role. But if you had to, you know, let go of Ed Davis to get Tristan Thompson, I I mean, I definitely wouldn't do that at this point. It's just just wouldn't uh, – wouldn't move the needle at all. It'd just be a needless, a move that's not necessary. I guess that's my point. But Dan, I'm not letting you off that easy, man. Larry Sanders. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> what what is Marquise Bolden up to? Is he with the Charge? I, I honestly don't know. I, mean, I, I, I kind of liked him. I, like I thought he should have at least gotten kind of a shot. But <laughs> yeah, it, we're this is just babbling for me. But I just thought it was in some ways like just to have a, a physical body like I, I i like alex line as a potential trade target mm-hmm. i didn't think he would cost us really anything i just figured it'd be kind of near matching with davis and a two in 2037 like i'm kidding but yeah so nothing really major other than mb is mb <laughs> yeah i i think you gotta give him the mvp at this point i know a lot of people think uh Nikola Jokic is up there too, and deservedly so. Amadou, conversely, what was your biggest takeaway from last night's game? Uh, biggest takeaway for me is I believe the Cavs may need another shot creator, shot maker, or genuinely just someone that can put pressure on the rim to draw like fouls and stuff. Because I like to see the team get more to the free throw line. Um, yesterday, they shot, I believe it was 15, mm-hmm. and Embiid had 15 alone. So um, <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just speaks that's to how. Insane. Yeah, that's that's definitely insane. Um, but we saw last night how the game went when Darius Garland was on the floor versus off the floor. Uh, the shot making just wasn't there. It could have just been a bad game altogether. I mean, I don't expect Kevin Love to shoot one for five and Karis LeVert to shoot five for 16 every night. But if we could get another shot creator, maybe someone like a Dennis Schroeder, if he's bought out with the Rockets, um, I feel like this is definitely a stretch, but Goran Dragic is expected to be released from the Spurs. Mm-hmm. It's looking like he'll probably go to Dallas, but if for some reason he, he wants to come here, I'd be all for that. Um, but yeah, man, I definitely like to see another shot maker on this team. Maybe that'll also be Larry Markkinen when he comes back. Uh, yeah. Like Dan said, we definitely missed his presence last night. And um, I, I kind of wanted to see more Ray John Rondo minutes, if any. <laughs> he didn't play at all. Which was kind of confusing to me. Do you think it was rest? Um, you think it was because they they kind of they've been riding hard. Yeah, yeah, seems like it. Yeah, probably was some rest, but uh, you could have threw Brandon Gridwood in there for a little, you know, yeah, for a little earlier and stuff. Yeah, I, I almost feel like they wanted to have like some more Garland Levert minutes to see how they yeah. maybe get them going a little bit. But yeah. I, I'm with you. I would have liked to have seen one of those two in there some because yeah. DG he made some really difficult shots, but. He's he's he and the team in general just look gassed. I don't know, yeah. and I have to say, like Dean Dean, I thought did fine, mm-hmm. but that's a tough matchup. Tobias Harris for him, it's yeah. Just, he had a very like, he's got that mid post game. It, there were some. It, I have to say though, the officiating there. I don't want to sound like a homer, but <laughs> there were some ridiculous calls. Like 
that one and one continuation that Harris had on mm-hmm. Isaac Okoro, like, what, what did he do? I, I, there were so many bogus fouls in that game. Like, Dean, how many fouls did Dean have? Did he have five? As he had five, you're yep. looking at, yep. Like, uh, he led the team. <laughs> I think three of those were fairly debatable. I mean, if Tyrese Maxey is screaming downhill and the dude is going like this, or he has his hands up, not like, <laughs> yeah. not swiping, he didn't do the swipe down, and the dude just barrels into him because it's a guard, he falls over, flops, and gets calls. Like, that, those plays, it would seem like whatever the Cavs started to get going, there would be those BS, like, BS calls really in that game. So, who knows? Well, they were in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a big market, so big deal. But With a superstar, so. Yeah. 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 It just seems like the Cavs, if there's anybody that is a superstar on them in, in five years, it doesn't matter. Like, it, nobody, no. <laughs> Well, speaking of shot creators, you know, you, we, we continuously brought up Karis LeVert and, you know, only in his third game. This is to be expected that he's trying to find his groove, trying to, trying to fit in. And, you know, he was missing a lot yesterday. He went 5 of 16 from the field, but we needed him to take those shots. This, I mean, no Lowry. DG is really the only person that you can count on offense from out there. And if you were just to look at his stat line, you know, you the one assist would seem alarming to you. But he was often seen making the right pass. Um, he just, you know, Cavs just didn't have any luck in making shots outside of him. But Karras in particular, you know, I'm, I am curious to see what JB's decision-making process is going to be like once – Lowry returns, um, whether or not he's going to be a starter or whether or not you're going to play, you know, Isaac Okoro. There's just so many different decisions to be made here uh, in regards to this lineup up and down. Um, You're going to have nights like this, but you got to absolutely get some firepower from somebody. Um, Cares, man. Tell me a little bit about his game from last night. He played 32. uh, And specifically when we talk about him, I just want to know, like, when he is running the offense, because we saw him do it the, the, the game prior without DG, it looked pretty good. Um, and we know he can operate the pick and roll. But how can he best be utilized when DG is not on the floor with him? I'm going to hand this to you first, Dan. I would say, I mean, you kind of hit it. He's. It seems like he's made good reads in the PNR. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it'll. we see some of the... Um, familiarity between him and the fro um, mm-hmm. in, in that way. We there was a, I think there was a lob that was called goaltending that it was yeah. a great yeah. pass, yeah. and it just it, it was just kind of like unlucky how it transpired. But um, I, I think they need to find a way to get him the uh, he'll get the PNR looks in, in those situations, but um, kind of coming off curls a little bit. Like he's mm-hmm. he's very solid in that mid post area. Um, I think them trying to find him ways to, to get those looks is, is definitely that uh, when DG's off the floor can help. Um, Cause I think that he has good feel to, to hit cutters a little bit. Yeah. And um, we haven't seen that as much yet, but I think with a guy like ice um, who, who has good sense for that, it helps. It seems like he's starting to get a little bit of chemistry with Dean as well on, on kind of like skip feeds. Um, to the opposite wing, I, I'd like to see him more in the um, either on curls or in the mid post in those situations, though. 
Yeah, that makes a ton of sense, especially you, you can utilize some of these strengths that we saw from him um, in Indiana. And when I was just look, watching a whole bunch of his highlights and putting some together for a few of these videos, it's just he has the ability to do that. The Cavs just have to get out in transition. They have to be able to, you know, open some cutting lanes up. Um, and I spoke to this the other day, <laughs> just just watching Joel Embiid play, I couldn't help but wonder what the addition of a mid-range or a three-pointer could do for Jared Allen's game in regards to the Cavaliers' offense. Because you pull some of these guys out of the paint and you open up some of these, you know, these lanes, the cut and whatnot. And we knew that, you know, that type of uh, just that aspect alone was a bit of concern when you're talking about what the Cavaliers' lineup was going to look like in regards to shooting um, with the addition of Evan Mobley. And, and not having like a a solid perimeter presence, you know, outside of DG and, you know, Colin before the season started. And so I just couldn't help but wonder, just just being amazed at watching Embiid the other day, just, you know, how much that could help the Cavaliers offense if, if Allen was somehow able to unlock that part of his game. I just uh, – and I feel like that would that would pay dividends for this team, but I just don't know if it will ever happen. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it just allows like I think people kind of don't realize like you don't have to have like mid range shots or you're not going to have it. People aren't going to shoot them at a fi- high volume generally, mm-hmm. but when you're being guarded by fives, it adds just a totally different layer because if a guy has to at least honor it, then you can like he showed a little bit of of driving ability like legitimately in set offense this year and it's just annoying how maybe it's jv i don't know but they're not even like he just some of these shots like in mid-clock situations when you have a wide open 14 footer like you kind of have to take it it's almost like a bad play like Mm -hmm. a turnover passing those up and he he does do that a lot and in that game it it hurt us because then they were like especially when Fibles on DG, mm-hmm. and even in shots that he made, there it just seemed like he there was the nothing easy. And he yeah. had this. There were a couple times he had to split to get to floaters. Like even his getting to floaters took real effort. And I, I'm I'm totally with you on that though. It makes it would make a big difference for him. But that's yeah, that's that's really my primary point here. If he's able to do something like that, or if he was able to add at least some semblance of that to his game, that would open the Cavaliers' offense up for cutters. Like you know, we 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 prayed on Isaac Okoro being able to take the next evolution of his game, you know, a step further from the three point line. But I've kind of at this point, I'm like, dude, if you can just figure out how to cut and you know hit a hit a mid range jumper every now and then, I'd be okay with that. And, you know, just to connect those two dots, if Allen was able to clear the, you know, clear the paint a little bit better by adding one of those types of shots to his game, that would help others out. I mean, I don't know. And then I think we talked about this a little bit before we went live. Evan Mobley, man, like his production, if you're just looking at the stat sheet, his his production seems to have kind of declined a bit, even though he's adding a lot defensively still. Do you and I gotta ask this? I hate to ask it, but Amadou, do you think he is hitting a, his rookie wall? I do think so. Just because, like you said, it's it's not even defensive. It's just the offensive production mm-hmm. has been. Um, yeah, hasn't been the best. Um, I wrote about this in an article, uh, the stud that article I released yesterday. Uh, the efficiency hasn't been there, uh, and the shot attempts really uh, in that uh, game against the Pacers. He only took six shots, you know, which is tied for the his career low. 
Um, and I don't know what it's been. I mean, like you said, it is the rookie wall, I believe. Uh, it's going to be that part of the season where it's a grinded out type of time. So I think the all-star break will be great for him in that aspect. But um, yeah, man, we're going to need a, you know, a little bit more from Mobley. <laughs> if he's got a little bit left in the tank uh, to take us to the end of the season. Yeah, he's he's got to provide a little bit more. I don't know, six shot attempts. That uh, I don't know if that's more telling of the offense that's being run at this yeah. point in time, or just him not being able to be put in favorable you know spots. But you have to utilize his size. I mean, we've seen that he has no problem being aggressive. He, he was even a bit aggressive last night uh, against you know Joel and, and company. It's just. I, I truly can't pinpoint what exact reason it is. I, I still love what I'm seeing from him from a defensive standpoint. His verticality um, really did help, especially in the, the stretches of the last few games. But he's got to be able to provide a little bit more offensively in order for this team to truly be successful um, when you don't have too much else in regards to shot creation. I don't know. Um, for me, my biggest takeaway from last night is that this team – you know, they're just not yet ready to deal with that type of opponent. When you're talking about Joel Embiid, you're going to have to, in my opinion, Joel Embiid's going to beat you. He's just one of those guys. He's he's unstoppable. So you're going to have to make the supporting cast step up. Um, you're going to have to make the supporting cast beat you. And I feel like the Cavs were unable to do that last night. I know that will kind of change once Lowry comes back and, um, Karras really gets the hang of what he's doing. And, you know, you talked about this a little bit, Amadou. Don't know really why we didn't see Rondo last night. Yeah. Um, I didn't take a look at the injury report before the game, but I'm sure it was just rest. Um, but even them, I mean, they're going to be even scarier when James Harden takes the floor. I mean, just imagine that offense. Uh, imagine Joel being able to work with with James Harden. And, and we haven't even talked about Brooklyn. Um, I haven't had y'all on in a while, so I do have to ask you this. Who won that trade? Dan, I'll let, I'll let you answer that first. It's probably unpopular, but I got to go Philly just because I, I I get, what did they give up to first in addition to those pieces? Like, uh, what, what is, yeah, it was Drummond, Seth Curry, Seth Curry and Ben, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and well, they, Drummond they, was he was playing well as a backup five. I have to give him credit. I mean, I'm not really <laughs> going to say I'm a fan of Andre Drummond. Never have been, but um, that was a loss for them. But in Seth Curry, we know what kind of shooter he is. He's he's a shot creator as well. Um, kind of underrated passer. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he'd be. He's kind of yeah, definitely wouldn't hurt. But I just think with with James Harden, I mean, he he never it, him and Kyrie just. It just didn't seem like there was – it just didn't work. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the burning sage. Who knows? But I just think for him, it's a guy like he's playing with a a true, like, real big um, in Embiid and and hasn't really had ever that kind of guy that can pull so much of a defense um, from the interior out. Mm -hmm. Um, That'll be an interesting dynamic to see and – um, I, I just think it allows James to be James more, um, not have to worry about uh, dealing with Kyrie and, and his getting him shots, that sort of thing. I just think yeah. um, there's like Tobias Harris. I, I understand, like, yeah, he's is he overpaid? Sure, yes, but he's a very effective player. I think it'll work wonders for him um, from a spacing element as well. I didn't really like his fit with Ben Simmons personally, but. 
Uh, I, I just think with the ancillary pieces they have, mm-hmm. um, Harden really will mesh well there. And I mean, there's Meek Mill. There's there's stuff for him to do. <laughs> yeah, clearly he likes it. Them. Yeah, and and for him, that's like I I, I get that people have their own opinions on that, but for him, that's a definitely matters. And he didn't like Brooklyn. So I just think gives him kind of a fresh start. And I mean, we all know him and Daryl Morey love each other or whatever, but um, I just think it allows him to kind of have a team again. And, and, and I honestly think doc will rein him in like as a more of a leadership presence, get that out of him. And I, I, they're scary in the playoffs. I got to tell you, and like even against Milwaukee, um, who knows with Brooke Lopez? Like that—that's a like a real like. This is the first time to me that they've actually been a real contender mm-hmm. um, with that kind of shot creator and passer. I'm not going to discount that. Um, and with the defenders around him, like with Thibault, guys like that, um, Shake Shake can play off the bench too. I, I just. I think they did personally. Yeah, he's he's a real player. And I just I don't know with Kyrie, I never know what's gonna happen. And he's gonna have to be kind of a leader now of that team. And I just I don't think he's who Kyrie? Kyrie. You don't think think you don't think Kevin Durant is gonna step up in that regard? Kevin Durant's not a he's not a leader. Yeah, I think he's like Kawhi. He said that when he was with the the Warriors that he's not really a leader. That's what Steph was. So I don't see them I don't see them. Getting out of the second round again, I just don't. Brooklyn, yeah, I mean, in the East to me, there's like three different teams that would legitimately, you know, frighten me a bit in the postseason. Not saying the Caps couldn't win, but Brooklyn is one of them. Philadelphia is another. And if I had to go for the third one, it'd probably be Milwaukee. They're the they're, I mean, they're the champion. You know, yeah. defending champs for a reason. Chicago, they could definitely give Cleveland, you know, fits. But with recent Zach Levine news, you know. Really, you know, fingers crossed for him, prayers up, you know, hopefully he's okay. But uh, that's a scary team, and Cleveland really hasn't played well against them this season. Uh, That said, man, Amadou, just handing that question right back to you, who won that deal? Yeah, it's it's hard for me to really say winner and loser because it was such a a monumental deal for both teams. But if Kyrie Irving can play at home games, Mm -hmm. I think think Brooklyn is clear winners here. I mean, they assess – That's how I feel. their, their, their biggest needs, one shooting with Kevin Durant out, the shooting has definitely slumped. You get one of the best three-point shooters in the league in Seth Curry. Um, you get a an actual big man now in Andre Drummond. Now, we know we've talked about Andre Drummond in the past. Look, he, he's, I feel like he's better than, than Blake Griffin has it's been. Center. It's yeah, special. center, exactly. He's better than Bruce Brown at center, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been hectic in that area for Brooklyn. Yeah, they, and, um, yeah, they, they Brooklyn. shipped out Paul Millsap, too. Yeah, but he wasn't really playing either. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. But. Paul Millsap just like, dude, be a bench coach at this point. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Ben Simmons as well. I mean, you, you're talking about we we talk a lot about Ben Simmons and what he is as a player, but I mean, people forgot team, how good he actually is. Exactly. I mean, he's one of the best playmakers in the league, one of the best defenders in the league. At just what is he, 25, 26 years old at this point? Yeah, so. still locked up for a little bit. Yeah. I forgot they have Patty there too. So. Patty, Patty yeah, I, they got, to me, that matters too. And me, well, is Joe, Joe Harris going to be like? What kind of health is is he going to be healthy? I, I, I don't think know. he should come back by the end of the season. I just well, I just feel like with him, I mean, he was terrible in the playoffs last year, and yeah. I just feel like 
guys like that, like they need the shooting reps and mm-hmm. he's not a shooter that general, like he's better off movement, honestly. Yeah. And whereas Patty and, and St- I mean, Seth, I, I just, I don't know like what, what is their, what are their rotations going to be in the playoffs? I, I just, they're gonna be weird. I don't know if Steve Nash really is like, like, is he actually a viable coach? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, have no idea. He, we, we haven't seen in the that playoffs, yet because they can, they can get by on talent. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I just. I don't see the other than Ben Simmons though. Like, what? What is? What is the defense? I, I don't. I don't know. Like, what is the perimeter defense aside from him? And I know he's a, an all-world defender. I get it. But you're really. Are you going to have like him? Like, so he's going to guard guys like yeah. Like, who's going to guard? Are they going to have him on bead? I, I don't know. So, I, I just mean, feel like people are buying into Andre Drummond being a factor in the postseason. When has he ever been? Like what is what does he have? Two oh, playoff wins in his career? My goodness. So I, let's I let's I pump the brakes on it a little. But if and I hope KD, KD, I hope KD gets healthy because yeah. if he's not, that sucks. I feel That's like really on this team, on this team, Andre Drummond can be utilized very well. I feel like he's there's a clear cut defined role for him. They're not going to play him long stretches of times. I mean, even yeah. if he starts, it's not going to be, but probably 20, 24 minutes a night for him. They're going to be very crazy with their rotations. To your point, I don't know if Steve Nash is like their 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 uh, their coach of the future because oh, they're we playing. Seen they're them. playing Cam Thomas. I do like that though. Yeah, that guy, he's, as well. He's unreal. Yeah. yeah, I just he is. They're starting to like long term. Yeah, for I, sure. I feel like they, they have a, a lot of they have a lot of things that they can you know roll out there in regards to rotations. But I feel like them, you know, if they're able to put it together, if they're able to get Ben Simmons, uh, get Ben Simmons right, you know, because who knows when he's actually going to take the court? I don't think I've seen yeah. anything in that regard. But they are going to be scary because when you look at what Ben Simmons actually provides, and that is excellent perimeter defense, and you know he can he can defend in the post. I mean. Yeah, um, and playmaking, you have shot makers around you and Kyrie when he's on the court, and you have KD when he's healthy. So, in some of these ancillary pieces, that is a very good fit for me. Uh, you know, to me, it's just it's all going to be dependent upon Steve Nash to kind of reel all of these guys in and manage these egos. And that's why we talk about you know JB. Um, that's why we love JB so much because he's able to he, he was able to get all of these guys to buy in. Oh, looks like we just lost Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll join us here in a minute, but um, that was one of the, the the biggest topics in regards to this season and just how well JB would be able to manage all of this. And he's been great at there. There goes Dan again. I see we lost him for a <laughs> bit, but <laughs> um, like I was saying, you know, that's why we love JB so much, just because he has been able to get everybody to buy into this system and and nobody gets more credit than the next man. Um, they don't have that in Brooklyn, um, you know, at least as much as we've seen at this point. Um, we, we've seen teams get by on talent and still win championships, so it's still possible. But I'm just glad I say all this to say I'm just glad we're not in their position. This is just such a different team. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't take it, but no, I'm I not would. With you. I'm yeah, no, I mean, ask me this. I mean, well, answer me this. Have we seen any one of those guys truly be able to take their team to the promised land? I mean, this is fair enough. I mean, KD, you know, he got close. He got close, but he needed to join the Warriors 
to be able to truly win it all. Kyrie, as much as I love Kyrie, we can't, you know, not state the obvious here. And that's that he wasn't too much before Braun and at least in regards to team success. And when he got to Boston, we all know how that went. And then Harden. The biggest thing for Harden for me is just that they got unlucky. So maybe that's a little bit unfair because Chris Paul never got injured. They may have uh, they may have won a title. Yeah. And then when you look at Ben Simmons, the biggest thing to you know what wrong with Ben Simmons' game to me was the is the lack of even the mental capacity to I guess take shots, take much needed shots. But the thing about this you know this this deal is that he's not going to be required to. He doesn't really need to. And you know we can. We can talk about it and debate about it all day long that he had shooters in Philly. He did. But his running mate was a big who could dominate in the paint. They don't really have that in Brooklyn <laughs> outside of Andre Drummond, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm so excited to see if they do run Ben Simmons at the five in a five-out type of that works for Spurs. I think so. I, I think that'll be exciting to watch, honestly. Just his, his athleticism to get past those other bigs if they do guard him. I think that'll be extremely fun to watch. I mean, I tweeted this the other day. I'm going to be glued to my seat for uh, <laughs> for his first game. Yeah. I'm assuming it'll be nationally televised, but if it isn't, I will find a way to watch that game. Ditto for uh, James Harden. Yeah, I, I mean, I worry about his health, and you know, he's because he think so. I mean, he's put on weight purposefully. I mean, I feel like that's yeah. safe to say he has put on weight purposefully to get out of town twice. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. I feel like it's a solid things, move. I think I could do that. But. <laughs> I respect that fly. I feel like I don't know. I mean, James Harden has been an Iron Man for most of his career. Just recently, like you said, putting on weight to get out of town is hamstring. Is pretty interesting. Hamstring yes, issues. Those, those soft tissue injuries are not yeah. to be taken lightly. Yeah, true. I mean, just yeah, look at Chris Paul. It took him a while to truly, truly get past all that. Yeah, yeah. he it still rears its head every mm-hmm. now and then. Yep, definitely. <sighs> Man, better days are ahead, you know, hopefully for the Cavs, just getting back to them. You know, we we got Atlanta coming up. You, would you guys consider that a winnable game? Yeah, the Cavs always play Atlanta tight. So, just, I mean, just roll with Mark Stevens out there, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would like to see – I'd like to see him at the four some Lamar. like in, in these games just because, like, Kevin Love – Interior defense you. isn't like I don't want the guy to get hurt, but he can guard fives a little bit. Like the dude would you is still, ridiculously would, would you include Lamar out there even when Lowry comes back? Are you saying that, or just you want him at yeah, the floor when I would occasionally? Just uh, they need to find ways to get Evan rest because he clearly needs to. Teams have enough film on him that they're I don't know. Like it, it's been a lot harder for him to get to the foul line lately, and. He hasn't been able to get to in rhythm stuff as much. I just I, they need to try some different things at the four, and and I think honestly that is where Lamar offensively can actually like he'll have an athletic advantage a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and like teams don't respect him, and I feel like he gets driving opportunities when he's in that spot. He's so still, I don't know. It's just still a starting fun. to show mid range more too. Oh yeah. yeah, like when he's guards can't can't cover him, but. If there's rim protectors on the floor, then that's it. That's the kind of issue. But <laughs> I like I think when he's guarded by <laughs> Biggs himself, 
yeah. there's like a clear advantage. And at the other end, he can guard guys. Like mm-hmm. you're not punking Lamar. Like in, two through in, on the four block. and five in small stretches. Yeah. Hey, there you yeah. go. No, nothing more than you can ask from your. What, what would you consider Lamar? Like the tenth, eleventh guy. Yeah, probably. In that, like that. I would say in that in range. that range. Yeah, okay. in that range. They they're giving. I also will say they're giving Dean too much run of late. What? I, I think they have, and I'm a Dean guy, but it's yeah. That's why I'm there surprised. Have been extended that. stretches that have been like really bad, regardless of what like the the defense plus minus says. Yeah, like there sure. there are times when he's just a complete non-factor. Unfortunately, um, the shooting come is starting to come and go a lot more now. Well, it's the nature of what he does. I mean, there, it's going to be streaky. That's just how it is, yeah. especially but, with how they play him. But he might not see the floor for two, three games at a time. But if he's getting guard, like he's getting guarded, teams are starting to put like ones on him. And like, dude, if you can't get Tyrese Maxey like on you to draw free throws, like that, that hurts. Like they, they need him when he's in there to actually be a presence with his size. It, it can't just be a catch and shoot guy. That's the difference between him like Lamar and Lowry mm-hmm. is those Lowry inside the arc has, has looked at times really, really good this year. Lowry's underappreciated. Oh, oh God. Yeah. And people that still think that like he, he was a terrible signing and would they still want Larry Nance? Like, I, I don't know what you're watching. People that think Larry Nance is like some was like untradeable. I still will never. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, he, he it's the what has he done in the playoffs? Yeah. Like, has he ever been a factor in a playoff team in his career? Like, come on. It's nostalgia factor. I mean, would I love to see Larry back here? Yes, but not at the expense of anybody. We well to maybe, play twenty games this yeah. season. You mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you for me, you know, you could still probably get him out on the court and play him ten to fifteen minute stretches. Um, and keep him upright. <laughs> Hey, if there was ever a time to bring back Andy, <laughs> now would be a great time with your need for a backup five. Um, that being said, man, I just – I don't know. They they have some questions that they're going to have to sort out in regards to their lineup. I don't envy JB in that regard, but these are good problems to have. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was just about Definitely. to say. It's nothing that isn't – I mean, yeah, the all-star break needs – I understand Cleveland's hosting it, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's awesome and looking forward to it, but – they need to add, they need to figure some things out over that extended break. Like behind closed doors mm-hmm. is slow Karras, starts. It, that's to me is the key. Yeah. Like you can't just because in the playoffs, I, I get Lowry's out, the DG has been banged up, but they need to find ways to like you, you can't be. I can't believe they were down twenty plus points twice to Indiana. Like th- that can't happen. And we all know watching that game yesterday. What did they lose? What was it? By ten was it? Uh, ended up being yeah, ninety-three, one hundred three. Oh, yeah, may that might as well have been like a twenty-eight point loss because we know we know damn well they it beat were, almost they had no business double that game. in the first quarter. It was done. Like yeah. th- that game was over nine minutes in. It was over because it took it, it takes so much out of our, out of the tank to come back. And we know in the playoffs and in, in these situations, like those games are done. Like you're yeah. not doing that. So that's the other thing, but they, they can figure it out. Yeah. I think um, once care starts to really feel good about, you know, what his, uh, you know, what his role is within this whole yeah. setup and he gets more and more familiar with the, the playbook and whatnot and things that they like to run sets that they like to run. I think they'll be fine. Um, ultimately, although I disagree, um, I feel like he'll end up starting at the two guard 
Um, although I, the reason I disagree about that, and I'm being very clear on that, is that I feel like I value his bench, you know, his ability to score more off the bench um, than I would in his impact in the starting lineup over what Isaac Okoro brings to the table. And then you, you, I guess you could look at starting him over Lowry, but I still don't like that either because much of what the most of the success that the Cavaliers have experienced is their three big lineup, and and what Lowry is able to bring to the table in that regard because he opens the floor up. Yeah. So they they have they you know in your words they do have a lot to sort out and they should be able to do that. I, I have complete confidence in JB, although people are still you know questioning. His, uh, his, 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 um, what's the correct word for it? I'm blanking here, but they're, they're giving him a lot of fits in regards to his in game adjustments. That's the word I was looking for. Now, I can't lie. Sometimes I feel like he, he waits a little bit too long to call yeah. a timeout. And, and that happened yesterday in particular a lot. I think there was a span in which, um, Philly reeled off 10 straight points and the, and the Cavs were having a little bit of trouble scoring, and he he didn't call a timeout. I mean, they were they were clearly getting hot, and you've seen that a few times throughout the season. But by and large, JB man, just been spectacular this season. Man. Can I just ask one last thing to either of you guys? Sure, if you don't mind, Mac. Go ahead. So is they're gonna is Dylan Windler like gonna exist from here? Like, is he? At all, should he be getting minutes? I really don't know, but I was just curious. Well, if you're asking me, I think no, but um, it's it's a good thing to have off the bench, I guess. When you don't have shot creators, and you cannot consider Dylan creator uh, Dylan Windler a shot creator, but he still can shoot to an extent. He just can't stay healthy, and he's very much a confidence driven player. So for him. I'd have to say, you know, with the players in front of him, no, especially with Levert being in town. I mean, you and I think I asked this to Corey on the last episode and Spencer as well. But, you know, if you're looking at like a nine man playoff rotation, because I'm assuming even though we know that most playoff teams go eight deep, um, sometimes they do go nine. And I feel like this is a, a season in which Cleveland is legitimately nine to ten players deep. I don't think they'll go all the way to ten. When you're calculating or, you know, trying to write down your best nine-man rotation, Dylan Windler is nowhere near that. No, no. So I feel like no. I mean, you you might give him regular season run, you know, toward down the stretch to try and get other guys rest. I, I fully expect that. So do you think he'll be on the roster next season? Is, no. Is, no? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm going to move that ilk as well. Yeah. Um, you, you have to consider the fact that you have so many. Unless other- it's a charge. Technically, he could. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see God, that. That is, ugh, it's 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 a sad thing, man. I mean, he that Shams report Amadou always quotes, but it's still <laughs> still relevant. Still, I mean, that, still that, hurts. That we just played be, him too. That might yeah. be Kobe's only bad draft uh, draft decision. I mean, you you can say what you want about Kevin Porter Jr. I suppose, but at the time, it was a great selection. Um, Dylan Windler, similar, you know, they, from what they were expecting out of him. You, you thought it was going to work out so far as, and I feel like it's kind of run its course. Um, yeah. You have so many mouths to feed at guard. Um, you know, you still have to worry about what you're doing with Colin heading into next season. There's the whole, you know, you know, Karis LeVert, you got Darius Garland. Is Isaac Okoro a guard or forward? I, I mean, there's just too many fouls, too many mouths to feed. So, 
I mean, that didn't do you entertain the fact of bringing Rondo or Ricky Rubio back? So there's and Goodwin, Brandon Goodwin. A lot of questions. Yeah, definitely. Good point. <laughs> do you guys think that they can get? Oh, just a one last question was if they do end up like actually picking. Well, what do they have? They have so they have two seconds. Two good. Do you guys yeah. see like if like, in that spot? What kind of player would do you think it'd be sensible to target? I, I like to have another Scotty Pippen um, Jr. That's okay. I was going to say to me, I, I'd love to get Jovich, but like a, mm-hmm. like a do it all wing type like that, mm-hmm. like, like a de facto playmaker is, would be great to, as like a developmental project guy. I don't know. Just, just a thought. Yeah. I mean, Amadou, you're welcome to answer this. Um, Man. I mean, if if one is there, an oversized guard, mm-hmm. because I'm just seeing Ayo Dusoma, what he's been doing for Chicago, and I think, man, that'd be a great player to have here in Cleveland. So if someone of that mold is available mm-hmm. for a late pick, I think you you have you have to take him right there. Chandler yeah. Vodron? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the name I haven't heard of. Right, actually, I don't yeah. even know what happened to him. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just before we close out here today, guys, I you know just closing thought on that and that is just that we could assume that anybody who's drafted would like you said be a developmental type and yeah. wouldn't probably sniff the rotation it's just kind of be like one of those drafting stash type of things kind of develop these guys at a, a steady pace like so many of these other great organizations have seemed to do like golden state you know case in yeah. point they they're going to be just fine in regards to restacking the debt once these guys you know mm-hmm. once their core starts to kind of um you know decline and whatnot that said like i always tell you guys if you'd like to reach out to us you can at it's cavalier underscore pod on twitter tiktok instagram youtube big shout out to amadou and dan for joining the show once more it's been so long since i had you guys on man yeah <laughs> it's good time well, with you guys man. thanks, thanks for having time. us yep. hey no problem you guys gonna um i'm assuming that you're you're uh you're rooting bingles in this game being ohio i'm rooting bingles Honestly, I'm not rooting it either because Bengals you're, fans you're... don't <laughs> exist. Like they, those people are a facade. Why like, do you say that? They, I just say they're a mirage because before the season, Browns? they did like Browns. they just didn't exist. I don't know. Like if you go to the Cincinnati games, there's like two fans. Like they, that they did not exist. They're, I hope they would they, go to the I wild don't have card. Any Cincinnati people listening to this right now. They, they would go to the wild card because I don't agree. And, they. and their team, their fans are like not loyal. It's just a joke. I don't know. Okay. So I, I love Joey B. I, I'm happy mm-hmm. for the Bengals. Sure, whatever. But uh, people are like just completely writing off the rest of the division. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think uh, this might be a hot take. This might be the only time Bur- Burrow's in the Super Bowl. I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. When they have to pay him and they have to pay Chase, like, who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, and I'm just saying, like, Lamar's coming back. I understand it a rough year, but I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't sell on the Ravens. They're, they always are a pain in the ass. I hate them. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not selling on anybody else. I don't know. I just look at the rest like- of the AFC. I, I don't. This was like a perfect storm for Cincinnati to get in. I mean, the Bills aren't going to go anywhere. I, I think the Raiders are legit. Um, no matter. They do. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. They, they were 10-7 and seven in this year. Very fortunate to get in. They, they beat Kansas City, but nobody thought Tennessee was anything anyway. So good for Joey B. I'm just saying the dude is also made of glass. So 
this this could be it for him. He oh, better, man, he better win this one. Killed. You're gonna he better win this one. You're gonna get killed on Twitter. I know I'm gonna get killed on Twitter, but I always do anyway. So there's nothing new there. But thank, thanks for having us, man. Oh man, definitely great. Again, guys, check us out on that. It's uh, Cavalier Pod underscore on Twitter. I can't even get it out right. You you got me messed up here, man. <laughs> I knew I knew I would. Figure I'd throw that wrench in there. Got me messed up over here. But have a good day, guys. Yeah, you too. You guys you too.